0: We are holding in the Na'vi when David comes to Yenison and he asks him to set up a test to see what Shul's true feelings are. And he says he's going to absent himself from being with the king in Rosh which was normally the time they did a Mitzvah, and he's going to see how Shul reacts. And this would be a test that there wasn't a Ruach right then, there was a and the Shul... Therefore, when he's not under the influence of the serachra, feel uh, positively was David, or even then he's, so to speak, it's he's made up his mind to try and catch David and to kill David, and I would say that no longer something which is just the result of a certain change of mood or certain influence of a of the serachra, this bad spirit, but be something which was part of he made up his mind to do. Okay, so that was the makes up. There's just one interesting point, which David said before that, to add is a bit of a period to And that is, David says to Yom and he says to him, uh, that if I've done something wrong, so rather you be the one to punish me and not your father. He says in the end of the passage, First, be and say the What is the point of that? David didn't think he'd done anything wrong. So I was just saying to you, if I have, rather you punish me than your father. But David is looking for something else. And that is, David knew he hadn't done anything wrong. David did anything wrong, he wasn't like really uh, worried about, maybe Shaul has some case against me that I deserve to die for. And David knew, what the only argument, the only objection that Shaul could have, would be to say that he's a murderer of office. And therefore, even though he hadn't done anything necessary to stage a rebellion, but just the fact that he was intended to be a king would be considered some kind of the <laughs> And on that, uh, David says to Yonasan, "If that's the fa- if that's the tiny against me, then really you're the one who has to have the tainah. Not Shaul, because Shaul has lost his function; it was taken away from him. So he has no right to claim and immortals anymore. Really, by rights, Hashem took the kingship away from him? The only one who could claim of immortals is Yonasan, because Yonasan is a crown prince." would be the ones next in line to get, to inherit that from Shaul, to get it from Shaul. And as I is, if that's the case, then you have to be the one to judge me because you're the one who's maybe eligible, so to speak, to get the apples and then would be, you would be able to consider me, a not Shaul, not because Shaul's already, it's been decreed that he's going to lose the Marcos. And Yenison's response, then the test. And Yenison's response, test. Far be it for me to do such a thing. In other words, Yehudah didn't consider, as like we saw beforehand, uh, that he-, he didn't consider David a competition. He wasn't trying to uh, fight David for the marquess in the country. And the second point is that if, if, if I would find out that my father doesn't tend to do bad to you, so I'll definitely far be it for me not to come and tell you. Now. The question is like this, and that is if it's actually true that Shaul's made up his mind to try and kill David, and y- Yonason is going to try and stage the test and see what happens if he's going to try and defend David, how Shaul's going to react. So now then, the question is going to be, so then if Shaul's going to see Yonason as an ally of David, so and he wants to find David, the easiest way to do that is to is to basically is to follow Yonason. Because if, if Shoal thinks they're working together, it's like any intelligence agency would do. If you know the person who's going to communicate with the enemy, you're going to follow them. That's where you're going to find the enemy. And if that's the okay, case, so it's very nice you're going to stand up to me and tell your father reacts, but how are you going to be able to come and tell me about that afterwards without being followed, without being used as a way to find me? That's what he says. Who's going to tell me? Mayan khawab yitakashishti I mean he doesn't mean ya'o'am is if you know, As if your father Tavka decides to answer harshly and say he wants to, uh, if he's going to want to punish me or not, how am I going to know? In other words, it was understood that the Yonis then to go and seek out David and tell him what Shaul had said would be an easy way for Shaul to, to to catch that. So what is the answer? Yonis and the and David He says, let's go out to the field went the field. Why is this significant in the story? That uh, at this stage, Janus you know, and the go with out of from the town into the field. So, the Gemara, it's interesting, it's actually this week's parasha, Hazal said he learned this from Yaakov When Yaakov wanted to talk to his two wives, Rachel and Leah, and tell them that he had a Nabur, that the Manicha told him to come back to, to leave, Lavin, to come back to Arish Kanaan, so it says he called them Hasadim. He called him to come to the field where the sheep were, and that's where he told them. And while he wants him to come out to the field, So the, the Midrash uses an expression, uh, it's more of like an idiom, which means walls can hear. It doesn't actually mean walls can hear, it means people can hear. And therefore, in a place where you can't see everything around you, there's a place where the walls, you don't know who's listening from behind the wall. You can't make sure no one's going to overhear what you say. saying. And therefore, Yaakov didn't want anyone to know of his plan to leave Lavan and go back to Israel, so he called his wife to the field where he could see the horizon, he could see there was no one around, and then he felt safe to talk, and he answered the same thing. If he's now going to devise a scheme where he's going to let David know information, then once again, he's just, uh, this is something which, if Charles would find out about, or one of Charles's uh, soldiers would find out about, so then, of course, they would report that information. And that's so here, he takes David out to the field, and then again, you have that sense of the knowledge that you can see who's around you, and you know that you're safe to talk without being overheard, before he says anything. And the point is, if a person wants to share information which is best kept secret, so the 80 isn't to look for a sealed room uh, to talk, because, once again, uh, the the fact that you can't, no one's in the room where you are, doesn't mean you can see what's outside of that. You don't know when you're going to be overheard. The 80, if a person wants to share a secret, the guy says to go to the field. If it's a place where I can see no one's there. Even though that's more open, but the country, more open, more open it's more, it's more, it affords me greater ability to be aware of the fact that I'm not myself. And that's why a person wants to share a secret, just is like to go the field. So now when they get there. So, I'm going to cross-examine my father on the third day. Why the third day? Because the two days of so today being Arab Ashchadosh was the first day. And the first day was the second day. The third day was the third day. Now, now the only thing says, I'm going to interrogate my father to see how he really feels about you. And now, we may tell you about David, if it's going to be that he's positive towards you, then if that's the okay, case, then I'm going to call you and tell you. Because if that's the okay, case, I'm going to worry about Because that means that, Shall isn't trying to harm you, and they don't, they don't, they don't be scared to come let you know because you're not going to be, you're not going to be hunted. Shall uh, doesn't, doesn't want to kill you. But, but now you and he says, "What if it's the what my father would be good for him is the bad he wants to do to you?" Then we'll go this, this, and this, and I'll let you know that. Now, the Jonathan says, for sure, if Hashem if, if, if is well disposed towards you, then of course I'll tell you. But if, even if not, if he wants to harm you, so i make a shvur, and Jonathan says, I'm going to let you know as well. Then I'll tell you to run, and you'll go in peace. And Jonathan says, and Anna Hashem will be with you because you're going to be the king, just like he was with my father when he was the king. And therefore, you don't have to be afraid. In other words, stay, David. We just paraphrase that sentence. What did said say? is says, David, I'm going to do the test. If it comes out that shall doesn't want to harm you, it shall uh, things well of you. So I'll come I'll, I'll, I'll send a message to bring you back because uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing to be afraid of. But if it's Shaul's intention to harm you, so yes says, I make a shvur that I'm going to let you know about it, and you're gonna to have to run because Shaul still in control. But I'm, like he says at the end, I know that will be with you because. He's given you the mouth and therefore ready you shouldn't be a friend even if it means that show wants that for you because Hashem will protect you Now, this is an interesting thing something of the nature of Kodesh, and he says the following he says now it's a it's a strange uh, dictum, the strange grammar in the past but the way that the Mephoshim uh, explained the process a little bit, Adam order, and he says that, that what Jonathan is saying is, well, what I want to tell you, I don't need you if I'm still going to be alive. But what I want is, and I know that it won't happen that you won't do with me, and then I won't die. What does he mean by that? He means that, really, David Nazaran has an the declaration show. Because even though from Shul's death that he thinks I'm the king and David's the from Malchus, David could look at that. and David told me I'm the king. And then if someone trying to kill me, one day when I become the king, they're the murdered. They're the ones who are trying to take the kingship away from me. So, uh, Yonison says to David, "So should know that Hashem is with you, you're going to become the king, even if Shul doesn't, he's going to try and prevent you. But, when, when you do become the king, then how are you going to feel about Shul's family? So Yonison says, yeah, I'm not worried for myself. If as long as I'm alive, I know you're not going to do anything to me. But what I want am asking you is But I want you to keep up that risk with my family forever. Even though Jonison's family is really Scholl's family. And though we look at it, Scholl's family are my enemies. Shol's family are the ones who are trying to unseat me or yourself or take away the kingdom I was made to get. So though we might have thought it, an exception. Jensen's my friend, Janison's my ally, of course you never do it to Jonason. But Jonathan was worried, maybe he'd feel in, maybe, uh, justified in destroying the rest of Shaul's family because they would, they would be the ones who try and prevent him from achieving power. And therefore, Yonatan says, I want to make a sure that the same French have with you means you won't end your, your chesed, your kindness uh, to my family forever. And also not when our is going to destroy all of enemies from the world. In other words, the innocence is not know that at some stage you're going to be successful because like it's is going to destroy all your, all your enemies, but united also for a second thing. And that is, don't consider my family your enemies. Don't consider my family your enemies, because if, if you consider them enemies, Hashem is going to punish all the enemies of David, so then Shaul's family might be lined up for punishment as well. And that's the answer to two things. Number one, that David should always maintain kindness to Shaul's family. He shouldn't do anything so to speak, to take revenge on them or to punish them. At the same time, you should consider them his enemies. Because there will be the time when Hashem is going to punish the enemies of David. And the in, in United States says, I don't want my family to be part of that. And therefore, uh, you should consider, not just me, but my family as well, to be, so to speak, your supporters, not your enemies. And I won't get punished. Family meaning his siblings? Siblings, his children, whatever it's going to be. And the man this was a tremendous fitzkup, besides what Janison was asking for for himself. It was also tremendous fitzakudavitya. Because what really Yanerson is saying is I'm going to, if I come back and give you the message, Shaul wants to kill you. Because that really means that you're a fugitive. You're gonna to have to run because it says, I'm gonna to to tell you to run because it means the king is now going to throw his forces against you. But at the same time, Yanison says to him, I know, to I know you're going to win. I know you're going to become king, I know Hashem is going to take care of you. And therefore, at the same time that you've now been become, so to speak, somebody who's being chased by the army, chased by the king, at the same time, I'm asking you that when you become king, don't do the same thing to my family, because, okay, look to you. Firstly, the conference, that you're going to Hashem will look after you. You don't have to be afraid of that. And the same thing, he says, it's not that that you consider Shaul's family to be your enemies. Maybe Shaul himself. But, the, but on the contrary, his isn't like that. And therefore, you should maintain a breast with that. And that's why, because it says, Well, you David. You makes a breast, a covenant, with David and his family. over David. What does that mean? He's asked for Hashem from the hands of the enemies of David. Um, so there's two different, if you how to read the words. Um, the one way to the words uh, where the says it, and the way it seems like Rashi explains it as well, and that is, he said that if you don't keep the priests, then you know, uh, Hashem should should claim this priest from your family. In other words, Yonison made a covenant with a, with a threat involved as well. I want to, that I want to keep the priest from my family, and if not, then HaShem the will we'll claim that as a complaint against you that you, didn't, you weren't faithful to the covenant. Um, that's, that's the one which read the pasuk. This is one mash, mash from the targum that they understood what the pasuk means. And that is that if David if, if isn't faithful keeping the bris, Hashem should, Hashem should hold it against him. Now How about the pasuk? And that is that he made a bris. David, the answer made a bris with David. And that is when Hashem will be Mavakesh, uh, punishment from the enemies of David, so he made it brief that David wouldn't consider, yeah, like we saw before, him, David wouldn't consider Yemis and his to the enemies. And this is something we later didn't see by Darren And that is even when the tables turned and David comes to power, and now Shaul's Samri are the ones who, so to speak, are the, on the wrong side of, of the power that we see, and there were those who thought. That they could carry favor by David by by killing members of Shaul's family, Shpoyish whatever it's going to be, and it was like the other way around. David was faithful to his promise. He never tried to punish the family of shot. He never tried to you said to cause them any harm. He promised Yehoshua that he would do chesed to the Shaul's family. He, as far as he was concerned, he did. And therefore, that was even and when Hashem did punish the enemies of David, it's interesting. It's actually a means of about this. And it says, David thanks Hashem. We considered consider to be his enemy, but we did not consider the Shol's family to be his enemies. Okay, so that was the bris that makes with David. Now, the and David and Yosef, and and this is a hard concept to understand what it means. Yonasan continued to make David make a Why? Because of the dam that he left. Well, if he loves him so much, why is he trying to make him make sure? What's the what's the intention of? He's really made him make sure that he'll be faithful to Yosef's family as well. So what was the by Yosef? What was the continuation? What is much of it, because of how much he loved him? What's it referring to? So the word by Yosef in the Torah we have a few times. Uh, sometimes it means that he stopped. and Sometimes it means he continued. For example, it says by the the means didn't stop or didn't carry on for It says by Yehuda, after service, it says, it not." it means he didn't continue he didn't, or he didn't stop. So the same something over here, there's two ways to read the pasuk. The explain by yes, in the context here also means to be Yasef and to gather something in, which means to stop doing it. And therefore, even though Yehuda could have asked David uh, for more guarantees or assurances <coughs> for the benefit of his family, but he stopped doing that because he, he trusted David. He believed he, he loved David. He believed David wouldn't harm him anyway, and that's why he didn't do more. So I use it in the context would mean that he ended. He stopped. He, he and, and didn't continue what he, what he was trying to ask for. That makes sense within the context. Which makes sense in the context, right? That uh, that that's the one way. Um, that's the one way to explain what he, what, he, what he was trying, to, what the pause trying to say. Um. There's another way to it as well, which is much more with the Ravag a little bit, another question too, and that is that what uh, at first Yerushalm brought the negative side of the covenant, that is um, that making a promise not to harm me or my children, or my family, because of of your kindness against my father. It's like don't so don't blame the family for for Shul's, for Shaul's uh, mistakes. Uh, that's but then that's not talk about the negative side. And now the next part, he the one. not just that David isn't going to kill his kids, or he's not going to knock him and make him an enemy, uh, because of his death for David, it wasn't just he's trying to protect himself. He really wanted a connection with him, and therefore the prophet says, say, David on And that is, I don't want just to make you promise me you're not going to harm me. On the contrary, I want to make a covenant with you that we're going to be connected, we're going to remain friends. And that would be a, a, that. was because of his love for the that he wanted to make him promise that they would maintain their friendship also. And now, this is an example. We find both of these kinds of covenants in the Torah. Example, we find the covenant of the Torah of a mutual non aggression. I'm not going to harm you, you're not going to harm me. And let's make a covenant about them, you're not going to harm each other. That was the kind of breast that I have robbed and it's if you don't harm each other. And Tishkari or the next, if you're going to harm me, you're doing anything bad to me. Same thing the We don't want you to harm us either. So that was a bris of a bris of uh, so to speak non-aggression. A bris of we're not going to attack each other. We're not going to harm each other. That's one type of that's one type of uh, covenant that people can make. Some of you have this with as well. At the, end, at the end of the Parasha, it says, "In Lavan and Yaakov make a bris." And the bread was, you know, I'm not going to pass this skull I made a pile of stones called Gal 8. And Yaku says I'm not going to pass this pile to harm you. And you can going to have this pile to pass me, to pass this pile to harm me. And therefore, it was an agreement, a bridge which was made on, we're not going to harm each other. That's one kind of a Another And that kind of bris in the And that's a bridge of connection. It's not just a question of we making a bridge not to harm each other. The bris is meant to be how we connect to each other. It's the sound of our closets. And the best example of that is no better than that. The rest of, of Hashem is we are not going to harm you, the rest of Hashem is we are going to obey you, we are going to come close to you, we are going to connect to you, uh, it's a different kind of a priest. And that's the same thing with two ideas we see over here. The first thing we see is that Yernison is worried about, and that now Charles is going to chase David. How is David going to think about Charles' extended family, as going that's all the family of his enemies. And that's the first point Yernison makes David make a priest, He's not going to harm Charles' family, his family, Charles family. And the second part is, there is a bris which is not just negative, But you're not going to do wrong, it's positive. The innocent says, David, I want to maintain a bris of friendship with you. And therefore, the science for the first bris, not to harm each other. There's a second bris of the fact that we're going to have, maintain a close connection. And that's what the positive says, again, when he says, okay, He left, uh, na- left him completely. And therefore, it wasn't just that he was trying to... Uh, he was trying to make an ally in the future king. No, he already did. He already was that close to David, and therefore he really wanted the bris as well. That they would remain, they would remain connected, they would remain friends. Okay, so that's the setup of of how they speak to each other. Now, you, the BeEmes the, the is. Jonas hasn't answered David's question. David said, If your father wants to harm me, how are you going let me know? Because if he wants to harm me, then he's going to follow you. So Jonas takes David to the field, and Jonas gets sidetracked with making this priest with David that we saw before, you But now he has to go back to the point he said before. And that is, how is he going to let David know what Shalit said? So, yeah. John had a question. This word, Yosef. Yeah. The three times he mentioned that is mentioned, it, 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 it's questionable what the meaning is. You know, it, it, it means stopping or or, or or not stopping, right? What's 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 going on with that? I, every case we see it, there's we don't know what it means. Right. So where, where does it come from? So there's, there's two different possible shorashim. Let's talk about TikTok first. There's two possible shorashim it come from. You can either from the word Yosef, which is to continue, um, Yasef Hashem Aleichem, Hashem will continue to increase you, to do more, or if something in the word which is also part of Yosef's name, Osef Hashem Iskarpasi. When Yosef was born, uh, it's special. There's two different meanings in the word The One is Yasef, I should have another son, so it's to increase, to continue. And the other part is, Osef Hashem Iskarpasi, Hashem is taken away has ended my disgrace that I was childless. They're both coming from the same the same word, as two different ways of reading it, and it's always going to be like that. is does it mean to con- to increase, to continue, or is it to take away? Right, but it, it's ambiguous. We we don't know if Tavar Mala continued to, to know the wife or or not. We don't you know if right. Yehuda continued to know her or not. Right. Yes. Uh, like what what what's the reasoning behind? What would the two, two studies be? Well, why would Hashem use a word that was uh, controversial like that? Uh, unclear? It's a, uh, it's a good question. The MS says that there are reasons in both directions. So mm-hmm. there's a, yeah, there's a reason both ways. We can explain the logic of why yes, we can explain the reasoning why not. Now, why Hashem left it as something which is open to interpretation? Yeah. It's a good question. question. But think about that. But uh, it means that both, but both make sense. We can explain with the, the idea of the possible both directions. Yeah, but Tachlas also could be one or the other. So I should have decided to write, write it in a way which lends itself to so different meanings. We have to see what you could live in this book. It, uh, there is a but learn something from it. Right, so you have to see what we could learn from the double intended words, so to speak. Okay, so we said that now Janus is going to address David's question. I'm so going to let me know. So Yanis says David, like we said before, uh, tomorrow is going to be Rosh Khaledesh. But if you're going to get be mentioned, because it's going to be noticed that you're not there. So, like we said before, this was David's test. He's not going to show up for the Rosh uh, Khaledesh festival looking at his house, and it's going to be noticed. And now, the question is how shall I react to that? So now he says, Veshid Ashta, Night. Again, we have to spend the words. Not literally, just add a few words to all he means. Veshid means for three days. In other words, it's going to take years three days to come back again. Why? Because today was the first day second day was But what was the first day? Today was the first day? Today was the day before Irish. Fadish. Irish Fadish. But of the three days? So that today is called, let's say, day one. Okay. And then to, to, tomorrow, so the next day. And then you have an answer. you the first to say, and then you have to come and tell it. So he says, there's going to be a three day gap until I can get back here. So, Vishid which literally means it's in three days' time. So then, Tarid Mohit. Now, you should come down and you should come down to a place which is well hidden. You should go to the place which you hidden. Um, which on the day of work, we're we'll talking about the second, and there was a certain stone which was a demarcation, some travelers. a stone, and you should stay near that stone. And now, your innocent says, You're going to go there in advance, and you're going to go there before me, and then you're going to hide by that stone. I'm going to come afterwards, and I'm going to come with arrows. Shoot three arrows to the side, the shayatne and the matara towards, so to speak, to the matara, is the um, place with the arrows to hit the target. And he says, okay. Now, the way that it used to work in the olden days is this: people play games, they have a ball boy to go pick up for tennis balls, so they had an arrow boy. You know, the people wanted to target players with arrows, so the archer isn't going to run to the target He's trying to try and get his arrows back. He has a, an arrow, so it's like a good worker. Who's going to go and run the arrows back to him again so he can shoot him again? So I'm going to send them out. I'm going to tell him, Go find the arrows. Are now I have two different ways to tell the narrator what I want him to do. The words I'm going to say to the narrator are, The arrows are next to you, or near you, then, then take them and come. You should know, you chose to come. So the sign that there's nothing to interest in that the arrows are near you. But the the arrows are far away from you, and therefore it means run to get the arrows. So I'm telling you, run too. So the sign is, if you, if you, if you tells the arrow to stop, the arrows are right next to you, the sign is saying, stop as well. You don't have to worry. If he tells the now arrow, the arrows are ahead of you, run. So basically, Adrani is talking to David too, Adrani, to, because it's not safe to stay. And you guys, as we like said before, the promise that we made, that between, uh, Hashem was the witness between me and you forever. heaven. understood that there's a good chance he's not going to see David again. Yannison understood that if it's not true that Hashem uh, hates David, like he you said, you're going to have to run for your life. And that's the case. He doesn't know when, he, when or where he's going to see David again. And that's why he makes the point of reaffirming the, the, the bris between them. The bris between them because he doesn't know if he'll ever have a chance to, uh, so to speak, reaffirm in the future. And it's interesting, he says, <laughs> basically Hashem should be the witness between us. And as he saw that he made a bris, and he should be the one that uh, enforces that, the, the keeping of the bris. Because okay, so now you don't answer the question. The, the way that... Yenison was going to let David know what the like said was through shooting the arrows and giving a message to the boy of fetching the arrows, which David would hear from his hiding place. And the matter that would be, no one would question Yenison's intention of going to feel the field to shoot arrows. It was a completely uh, speak innocuous activity. The fact that he's talking to the arrow boy to pick up his arrows for him, the words he uses, also wouldn't be seen as anybody as being something suspicious. And neither of them would know that you know, that David is actually in, in close proximity. And he'd be hearing the message that the was telling. Okay, and that's why also you want him to hide somewhere where you want to be able to go to a place where it can be clear that he wasn't going to meet up. Again, going into the field wherever would we'll be following him. But clearly he's going to an empty field and he's not communicating with anybody except for the Arab one. So if that's the case, then that would be a, so to speak, wouldn't be suspicious, whereas like we said previously, had he gone to a place where he might have been hiding nearby, that might have raised the uh, shades. I guess that's what Jonas' plan was, and that sets up the, the challenge, so to speak, how is going to react when when you see that David isn't there.